Start your electric journey right here, right now. With a Volvo XC90 Recharge, our plug-in hybrid SUV with extended range. For more everyday electric journeys on a single charge with a hybrid option for longer adventures. Contact your local retailer to book a test drive or design your own vehicle at volvocars.com US. The Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid. The electric car with a backup plan. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Brett McKay here and welcome to another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. Personality tests sometimes come in for criticism these days for not being very accurate or helpful or for putting people into boxes. And it's true that no test can ever entirely peg the complexities of personality and they shouldn't be applied with too much rigidity. But what these tests are useful for is serving as a prompt for reflecting on the particular ways you think, feel, and act. And perhaps even more importantly, getting you to think about the fact that other people can see and approach the world in ways that are fundamentally different from your own. I haven't found a personality test that better serves as this kind of tool than what's called the people code or the color code, which categorizes people into four colors, reds, blues, whites, and yellows. I've found it uncannily insightful in helping me understand myself and others better, and it's become a regular topic of conversation amongst my family and friends. Today, I talked to the creator of the color code personality profile, psychologist Dr. Taylor Hartman. We discussed the strengths and weaknesses of the four color types, how to interact with each color to bring out their best traits, and how the colors combine in relationships. We then discussed the importance of developing the strengths of the other colors besides your own, a process Taylor calls becoming character. After the show's over, check out our show notes at awim.is slash color code. All right, Dr. Taylor Hartman, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Good to talk to you. Likewise. So you uh, wrote a book a couple years ago, several years ago, <laughs> called The People Code. I did. We're going to talk about this book today. Before you started digging into personality, you were a practicing therapist. So how did your work as a therapist lead you to exploring personality? That's a great question. I honestly had a very full clientele and a lot of men. And a lot of men were saying, I need answers. I don't want to just talk about it. I want solutions to problems. And I look back at my training, I thought they didn't really train me well in that. So I felt people deserved answers that were always going to be true, not subject to uh, how old you were, how your mom raised you, what your race is, what your religion. None of that should matter. At some point in, in mental health, there should be solid answers like with math, two plus two is four. And I didn't have them. So I went back to the drawing board, did like a second PhD in trying to figure out, could I get a truth that was always true across the board? That's what led me to the color code, which eventually became the people code. Okay. And in the color code and the people code, this is, it's a personality assessment that people can do to help them understand themselves and their motivations. And then also other people. Let's talk about personality in general. Like how do you define 
personality. So we, we throw that word around a lot, like, oh, he's got a good personality or a bad we personality. Do. What is it? Yeah. What is personality? Well, it's a combination of preferences, needs, wants. What I brought to the table, which wasn't there before, was motive. Like, why are you driven to do those behaviors? It's really a bundle of connections that make you who you are. And for example, no two people are exactly alike, but it certainly helps understand there are preferences that each different kind of personality can share. And that's what the essence of the color code is. It gives you this beautiful insight into, oh my gosh, okay, so many people that are of this ilk, they come from this perspective. So I can be more tolerant and understanding of them. Okay, so personality, desires, motives, just how we interact needs, with the wants. world. Needs, right. wants. How do we develop our personality? Is our personality inherent in us or is it, does our life experience help shape our personality? You know what's funny about that, Brett? Women have always known this. If you ask any woman, they'll tell you this child in the womb was unique. They don't come the same. It's not genetic. It's in your soul. So every human being brings within themselves their personality from the very, from the get-go and then nurture impacts it but you start first with your core personality that is uniquely yours and then society writes on you right sure if you have kids you probably experienced that you have one child and you you saw them as a baby and you could already see their nascent personality when they were an infant right and they were completely different from the, the other, if you had another kid, like my son and my daughter, completely, you could see their personalities like from the beginning, from the beginning. Yeah. And if you speak to them both the same, you don't have the same impact. Right. They don't take it the same way. That's yeah. very good. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Like my daughter was very strong willed. Yep. And from the beginning. From the beginning. She like wanted to do things by herself. <laughs> Independent. Um, and my son, you know, not so much. Um, yeah. Not like that. Yeah. yeah. He likes more connection. And is he more emotional or is he more logical? He's more like, he's both, but like, I'm more emotional. Like he likes, he's a blue. I mean, we'll talk about like what it is, but he likes to just connect and he gets nostalgic. And sometimes when he talks, he's like 12 and he talks like he's an 80 year old man. <laughs> that is 100% true. Blues, you have a wisdom they almost come with. Yeah. It's funny. My wife is blue and I have no blue and you marry what you're not. And then you spend the rest of your life trying to fix them and make them what you think they should be. But we typically, we have to appreciate the beauty of why we married that person in the first place. So let's talk about the, the Hartman personality profile. How did you develop it? What was the process of you trying to figure out if there's these different types of personalities, et cetera? Honestly, I used my clients. They were terrific guests, helpful to me in the process of trying to figure out if I used these words against each other, what would tell me truly who that person is, who I knew quite intimately at this point, right? So I was assessing them that way and I, I had to play words against each other. For example, if someone is red or blue, I had to have them come up with which one is more who you are, the blue or the red. So at the, the instrument actually was developed with my clients in mind, using them as a reference. Okay. So it's very practical. You're developing this in the field. Absolutely. Absolutely. And how does your uh, personality test differ from other personality tests out there? Because I'm sure everyone's probably taken a Myers-Briggs personality test or some other right, type. How does, yeah. How did, yeah. Disc. How does yours differ? So the beauty of the difference is everyone else is behavior-based. So you even answer the questions based on your behavior. Mine is the only one that is motive-based. Why do you do that behavior? What truly drives you at the core? For example, when yellows are irresponsible, people don't necessarily see why is that? Well, because yellows crave freedom and they can be very much in the moment as opposed to long-term. They don't think consequences. If you understand the driving core behind that 
as to why yellow behaves that way. It makes you, helps you much better understand how to engage them. And if it is your core personality, it helps you understand why you react the way you do. So the motive, why you do it, that's what the color code, people code offers versus other instruments. Yeah, the thing I've noticed with those other personality tests that focus on behavior is when I've taken them and I, I'm going through the questions where it says, what would you do in this situation? And I could give different answers depending on the situation because oftentimes behavior is contextual. Like I'm going to act a certain way right. in this situation. Right. Correct. Um, but so what you're saying is the Hartman personality goes because it focuses on motive, it, it avoids that issue. It's much more true. At the end of the day, it's the thing I talked about earlier. I want a truth that's always there. I mean, ironically, Brett, you'll love this. I, I am the author of this and I thought I was red. And my wife goes, red, you're not red. I said, look at me. I have a successful practice. I show up. She goes, are you kidding me? Where's your office? I, it was on the beach, literally on the beach. And if a client didn't come, she goes, what do you do? I said, I go to the beach. I have 45 minutes to enjoy myself. She goes, a red does not do that. You're missing the point totally. But my mom was so red, I figured that's what I had to be. So I'm buying into the behavior as opposed to the driving core underneath the behavior, which is fun. How can uh, knowing your innate motive help you better navigate life and develop as a person? First of all, you want life to be congruent. And if you're not living true to your core motive, you'll never be happy. It won't happen for you. For example, blue personalities that have been scarred or hurt, they refuse to be vulnerable and engage. Well, they're driven by the core of intimacy. They have to have that connection. They're depriving themselves of the very thing, the essence of breathing. I always say to people, for example, if you block a red from getting from A to B, you're just keeping them from breathing. You're like choking them. Well, that's not choking a white, but it's choking a red. So understanding why that's so important frees you to really enable other people to succeed as well as yourself. Let's talk about personality tests in general. Lately, they've come in for some criticism because yeah. they say that, you know they're not accurate or helpful. How do you respond to that criticism towards personality tests in general? I think, I think it's legit. I mean, I hate to say it, but the reality is, first of all, when you're just describing behavior, that's too superficial to really get at the core truth. On the other hand, I admit that because mine is much deeper, it also is more threatening, which I understand that is not necessarily comfortable for people. Or you label someone with it. Like if I use it as a, a hammer by saying, oh my gosh, you're blue. Are you kidding me? That's worthless. Or I dismiss you because I don't like your personality. Those kind of things are very harsh. It's not like you say you don't like my tennis game. You're talking about my very core of who I am. So it can be very damaging in my mind if you misuse these interpretations. It can put you in a box, maybe. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. But I imagine with your test or just personality test in general, it requires a deep amount of self-awareness. Because I think sometimes we think we're one way, like we have this idea of how, how we are in our head, but we're really not that way. And sometimes with these tests, we answer the questions according to what we want to be true about us, but isn't. Yeah, that's right. And that, that yep. can get tricky too. Very tricky because we lie to ourselves. And I, of course, I, I'm kind of naive. Like yellow have that naivety. I'm like, why would you ever lie to yourself about who you are? Like, why wouldn't you want to know? But that was naive. I mean, the reality is many people don't want to be what they are, which is tragic, by the way, because you can't change that. Your core is who you are and always will be. But I do think that it's, a, it's maybe threatening for some people to have to admit something, especially if they're raised not to believe what they are is okay. That can be very painful. Okay, so let's walk through the four types of personalities your assessment identifies. So we've been saying things like there's reds, blues, whites, and yellows. Those are the four. Yep. Start out like yep. what percentage of the population makes up each one that you found? Yeah, so blues are 35%, reds are 25%, 
whites are 20% and yellows are 20%. Okay. All right. So let's do kind of a thumbnail sketch of these different personality types. Let's start off with reds. Well, of course, because they get angry if you don't. Right. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) thumbnail sketch of reds, like what motivates them? What are their strengths, et cetera? Okay. So let's start with their motivation, which is power. And power simply means moving from A to B. That's all it means. They need to get things done. They are decisive, assertive, you know, responsible. They're proactive. They don't whine a lot. They're logical. Like if you're dating a red, I promise you they want you to look good on their arm and they'll get things done. They'll take care of business. Very determined and efficient, that kind of red stuff. Negative side, though, they can be very arrogant. I don't know what it is with reds. They literally are born with a I am right gene in their DNA. So being right all the time, they can be argumentative and it's not a negative argument. They just like debating. They can be arrogant. Like I'm better than you. Are critical of others. They notice things that are not. Impatience is a big red trait. So that's red in essence. So what are reds like as a spouse, parent, employee, et cetera? They're phenomenal at getting things done. They're great leaders. They're very resourceful. They can be very demanding, frightening, like intimidating. Those are positive negatives of a red. And by the way, let's take Mother Teresa and Putin. They're both red. So you can see the difference in how they've influenced and impacted life with their red personality. Right. So reds just, they want to get things done. Right. Absolutely. How should you interact with a red to get the best out of them? Reds are all about respect. So if you have an interaction with a red and you know your stuff, you speak to it very succinctly and briefly. Do not ramble on. Blues often will ramble because they want to be understood and the red has no desire to understand. They just want to get the facts. So very directly and bluntly and earn their respect. Mm. No whining. They don't like negative. They like positive. They want answers, not questions. And speak up to them. If you're not assertive with a red, that's your problem. They don't feel responsible for why you are not comfortable speaking up. Reds are very confident. So if you don't, if you don't have confidence when you deal with a red, they will dismiss you. Gotcha. So let's talk about blues. So what what motivates a blue? Okay, so blues and reds are so similar and so different, it's almost frightening. Like blue people are driven by intimacy. They're all about the connection. They too love to get things done, but they don't want to walk on people to do it. They are much more interested in a relationship at the end of the day. Their intimacy means connection. And they are like compassionate. They're very sincere. I mean, you trust me when a blue says they'll do something, you can take it to the bank. Very loyal, loyal to a fault, by the way. They're very loyal to the end, even at their own expense. They're thoughtful. They think about things deeply. A lot of blue men are analytical and women. And so they may think they're red, but blues are very analytical. Like if I want to sell you something right now, Brett, you wouldn't buy. You need to think about it. I'd be very, I'd be very skeptical. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I'm a blue. Full disclosure. I've taken the assessment. I am a blue. Oh, very good. Well, the, the, other, the other piece of that is your gift probably, I, I think survival gift is intuition. Blues tend to feel things and they feel them pretty accurately, to be honest with you. But on the negative side, they are skeptical at the end of the day also because they expect high standards of everybody else. Always. Negative side, they worry way too much. Like they are so organized and taking care of details, but they always worry. And they and the reds rival each other. The reds can be arrogant and the blues can be self-righteous. It's hard for blues to forgive because they get hurt so deeply. They also are judgmental. Moody. Moody is one of my, my mo- most difficult ones with blues because I'm so yellow. I'm like, why are you moody? Well, did you just see what happened to me? Like, look what I'm going through. And they can be hard to please and overly sensitive. So those are some positive negatives. The, by the way, reds and blues are the ones that spend their whole life trying to control others. 
and whites and yellows are the ones who refuse to be controlled. Gotcha. And yeah. and so so blues are more controlling than reds because of the moral that always drives them. Okay, so yeah, blues and reds they're all about control. They just go about it different ways. Correct, hundred percent. All right, so reds are using they're just going to be assertive and just like hey, get this done. Blues are going right. to use more emotion. And correct. Like that that's correct. That's exactly right. Yeah. Some of the other things about blues, like limitations, martyr-like, and complains about life. Uh, they like almost being a victim. Like it's yeah. like, well, look what I'm going through. Right. <laughs> it's horrible. Or self-esteem is dependent on outside influences. So they have often have an external locus of control. As it's such a great insight. Yeah. It's yeah. sad to me, by the way. They're so capable, but they don't know that. They're, yeah. they're like, you know, and they're so honest. Like if I, if you're applying for a job, Brett, and you're red and I say, can you do this? You'll, you'll lie to me. You say, of course. And then you'll go home and learn how to do it. But a blue can't do that. The blue has to say, no, I've never done that. When they actually might be the best at it. So yeah, blues do a lot more internal damage to themselves, hard on themselves, never quite good enough perfectionism. Right. But it sounds like like a red, they can get a lot of things done because they're highly conscientious. They're disciplined. They do a lot of planning because they want to make sure things go right because they want to look good. Yep. And, and et cetera. So there, there's some strengths and weaknesses that- To both. Like, yeah. honestly, there really are strengths and weaknesses to both. Yeah. So if you are interacting with the blue, like what's the best way to do that to get the best out of them? Uh, number one, you've got to understand them. I, I'm telling you at the end of the day, you when a blue starts a story, don't say to them, tell me just the end. Tell me the result. Tell me what I need to know. L- let them explain to you how they got there. That's important to them to be understood. And they're the only color that needs that at that depth. And then be sincere. If you're not honest, you're not genuine, you lose a connection. They don't trust you. And that's a big piece to a blue at the same time. And then I, I think a, a really important thing with blues is give them reason to believe what you're saying is in their best interest. Because they, they really are going to listen. to the, They're going to think about what you said. And if it doesn't add up over time, they will then become distrustful of who you are. Uh, any famous blues off the top of your head? Yeah, Abraham Lincoln's a great example. A phenomenal blue. Mm. Like deeply, deeply committed, very genuine. We could use more of those kind of people in politics today. That kind of stuff. Gotcha. All right, so let's talk about whites. Thumbnail sketch of white. What is their big motivation? First of all, they're the least understood of the color code because they don't flap their lips a lot. And so people don't really read them well. Most other personality instruments miss on whites. They don't get them correctly. Their driving core motive is peace. It's amazing how whites cannot tolerate conflict. It just is so painful for them. They'll pass on things they don't agree with, but they don't want the conflict. So they're very peace-oriented. Their number one gift is kindness. They will literally, not so compassionate like a blue, but they're also not judgmental like the blue. They're kind. And very, very easily like entertained. They may be boring, but they're not bored. They're fine within their own skin. Very even-tempered. It's kind of funny. I always have this great slide that I use in trainings where you, you show this person and there's all these different like experiences, like excited, angry, happy, satisfied. They're all the same face for a white. They don't show any emotion. And, and then they blow up. Like they'll take the hits constantly and all of a sudden they'll blow over a small deal. Why is that? Because they don't want to have conflict. So they, they stuff it all. And then eventually it comes out. They're great listeners, amazing listeners. They never make it about themselves. Very like agreeable. It's always room for another white at the table. They're diplomatic, very adaptable to life and patient. I used to get so frustrated on the freeways in Southern California. And my white daughter would go, you, you know, it was going to be crowded when you got on. Like, why are you upset? Very accepting 
of difference and diversity. They're not threatened by different ideas. Uh, negative side, oh my gosh, they can be so indecisive. You ask a white where they want to go to lunch, they have no idea. And they'll get angry if you make them tell you because they just want to go, whatever you want to do. And, and when you get an unmotivated white, I think, Brett, that's the hardest one for me because they just, there's nothing you can do. They don't care. I mean, a red that's unmotivated, you can nail them. And a blue is easy because they want to please, but not a white. They're like, mm -mm, I don't need it. So there's a silent stubbornness. You can look right at a white and say, we're going to do this. And they will not show you yes or no. And then they'll do whatever they want afterwards. They can be very self-deprecating, not real confident. They don't have a lot of belief in themselves. They can be unenthusiastic, almost withdrawn. And like I said, they can be boring. Like they don't have a lot to say very often. I remember one time my blue wife flew with my white daughter. We were going back to California to get her teeth worked on. And my wife said, I'm just not going to talk to her and see when, how long it takes. And they flew there, did the work, flew home. And finally, my blue wife blows up, says, what is wrong? And my white daughter goes, what's wrong with what? Like we had a great trip. What's the problem? So they can be very passive in that direction. Right. So you said, okay, red and blue, they want to control. White, they don't want to be controlled. Not at all. Right. Nope. And they're very hard to know how to, when they're not being controlled because they don't tell you anything. They don't give you a lot. Right. And then that's where the stubbornness can come in. If they don't want to be controlled and you're telling them to do something, they might just give you the silent treatment and just not do anything. 100%. Yeah. You, the only way to win with a white, by the way, is you have to let them grow the grass while you sit with them. They're looking at you to see if you're kind. And if you're, and by the way, they can take direct feedback. They're not weak, but when it gets emotional and judgy, that's when they shut down completely. Like in the military, a lot of whites do really well. They're fine with direct feedback, but they don't like going to get emotional. All right. So they, they resent being pressured to do things, yes. nudging them yep. all the time. Like, so if you have a kid Correct. who's a white, like telling like, you gotta yep. clean your room, clean your room, clean your room. That's yep. probably not going to work. Drives them crazy. Yeah. yeah. And they'll hate you. They resent you the person, not just what you're saying. And they, they probably won't say anything though, because again, their main motive is peace. That's correct. They don't want the conflict right. and they don't want to be mean, but you know, they're mean by not saying anything. So they, I guess they, may, they might take a more passive aggressive approach is what we would say. 100%. Yeah. Oh, that, that's, that is the crux of a, of a white. Yeah. You gave a good story from a, a client you had uh, years ago where it was a husband, uh, the husband was a white. I think the wife was a red. And the uh -huh. wife was just getting really angry at the husband. She started throwing stuff on the ground and the white husband didn't say anything and just started sweeping up the stuff. Yeah. And it just made yeah. the, the red wife even more angry that he wasn't responding. <laughs> That's it. She didn't respect it, right? Yeah. She knew she was out of line. She was mean, but it killed her that he would not respond. Okay. So, all right. So white, their motive is peace. Let's talk about yellow. What is their main motivation? It's fun. Like yellows are fun. Yellows are what you want to be when you're like zero to 18. Like they're just fun. They're the party. They're the, they're the re at the restaurant, they're the table next to you having such a great time in life. They're driven by fun. And that means living in the moment, whatever that might be. The interesting thing about yellows is people who are raising yellows are like, are they ever going to make it? Like, what are they going to do? Like after that part of their life goes, freedom is like number two. Fun is the driving core and freedom is the number two trait they crave. They're very enthusiastic, optimistic, hard not to like unless you're raising one, very carefree. Like they don't worry about things at all. They just go and life figures it out. Optimistic, they're spontaneous. Yellows don't really like long-term planning. They like short-term things, just opportunities. They're, they wake up happy. I remember I worked on being thoughtful, a blue trait for like six months. And my wife said, oh, that's a real hard one because she's so blue. I said, okay, why don't you wake up happy every day? 
And she's like, oh, <laughs> I get it. It's different for all of us. So happiness is something you always do naturally. Very charismatic. They're very sociable. They like inter- engaging. If you want to really get a, a yellow, send them to the room. They go crazy. They don't want to be with themselves alone for a half an hour. But a white would live there if they could. And so they're very trusting and playful. The negative side, they're very self-centered. Like, I'm going to go do this. If you want to come, great. If not, then I'll just go do it anyway. Uncommitted. They don't understand the idea of being being responsible to what you say you're going to do and following through. The They're disorganized. Like, they're, they're rooms. My, my office, my wife has to come in like every three months and say, oh, my gosh, this is obliterated. i got to figure it out. And they're impulsive and undisciplined. Like, doing the same thing every day bores yellows to death which is really kind of the essence of a quality life, if you think about it. But yellows have a hard time with that. And they are afraid to face facts. They don't like being tied to uh, ownership of what's going on in their life. Unfocused, they have a hard time staying with things. They can be very irresponsible. Oh, yeah, 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 I know I said that, but that doesn't matter anymore. And they'll blow off consequences. So, And you're yellow, correct? I am yellow, absolutely. And, yep. and you've done well for yourself, it seems like. I was very fortunate to be raised by a very red mother and a good good father that was very blue, but she owned me. The thing you want to do with yellows, if you adore them, you can own them. But if you don't adore them, they are rebellious, even to their own chagrin. Like they'll even lose ground. But if you want to own a yellow, you have to adore them. And no other color demands that but yellow. Okay, so yeah, like white, yellow doesn't like to be controlled, but one way you can connect with them is just praise them, give them lots of admiration. Absolutely. And like them. And you know, what's funny about that is that yellows need structure. Their life is better with it, but they tend to resist it and fight it. So if you really want to provide that for them, you have to do it with a spoonful of sugar. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, red motivated by power, blue is motivated by intimacy, whites motivated by peace and yellows motivated by fun. Right. Oh, I didn't ask you are any famous whites off the top of your head. Yeah, I think Albert Einstein was a white. Certainly Jimmy Carter as a president was a better human being than president in my mind, but he's a great man. Very, very committed to the well-being of others and not about himself. Yeah, that's another white trait. Okay. Uh, What about famous yellows? Oh, yeah, you have Ronald Reagan and Bill Clinton. They're both classic yellows. The Republicans didn't like Bill Clinton, but they couldn't touch him. Democrats didn't like Reagan. They couldn't touch him. Very yellow, very, very engaging and fun people. And then a lot of Hollywood stars, you know, are yellow as well. Well, that's interesting. So you mentioned Hollywood stars tend to be yellow. Different colors, are they attracted to different careers? Very much so. Yeah, that's a great question. Like blues typically want to teach a lot of teachers and that. And by the way, all principals start as teachers, but most principals are red. So it's interesting how they kind of move up the the ladder in terms of leadership. Police officers are typically more red and white. And you have CPAs, very few yellows in that world, more blues and whites. So yes, every different kind of career appeals to different people. We're going to take a quick break for your words from our sponsors. Wedding season is coming up. And if you are preparing for the big day. I know wedding planning can be really intimidating, but finding the perfect suit shouldn't be. Indochino makes it easy to get a fully customizable suit right from your home. Don't just wear any suit on your big day. Wear a custom made-to-measure suit. Suits start at just $499, which is about the same price you'd pay for an off-the-rack suit at a department store. And they've also got custom made-to-measure shirts starting at just $89. 
So I've talked about my Indochino suit on the podcast before. They've been a longtime podcast sponsor. It's navy blue. The measuring process was super easy. They got these video guides you follow. You'll need another set of hands to help you out with that. But the really fun part is customizing it. Got to customize how I wanted the lapels on the jacket, the pockets, the lining. I went no pleats on the pants on this suit. A lot of fun. And then in a few weeks, you have a made-to-measure custom suit sent directly to your door. When planning your wedding, get a suit as unique as you with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code MANLINESS to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code MANLINESS. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer a free plant consultation forever. So I use Fast Growing Trees to order not an indoor tree, but an outdoor tree. There is an oak tree that was in our front yard that died a few years ago due to heat stress. Had to cut it down. There's been a blank spot that I wanted to put another tree there. I wanted a maple tree that turned bright red during the fall. And I went on Fast Growing Trees, found the tree that fit the criteria that I was looking for. Turns bright red. It's a maple tree that turns bright red in the fall. So if you want to try Fast Growing Trees, right now they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when they use code MANLINESS at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code MANLINESS at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code MANLINESS. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Daylight saving time is starting up again. The goal of this is to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting our clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There is only one way to do that. ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com manliness. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to help you find qualified candidates. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you can reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash manliness. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash manliness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, if you have a family, then you need to get term life insurance to protect them. It's one of the smartest financial decisions you can make, and the start of the new year is the perfect time to get it done so you can focus on whatever else the year has in store for you. Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high-quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. Fabric has flexible policies that fit your family and your budget with quality policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. There's no risk to apply. They have a 30-day money-back guarantee and you can cancel at any time. I remember when I was a new dad, I had a lot of thoughts going through my head. One of them was, how can I take care of my family when I'm gone if something happens to me? Well, it's one of the first things I did. I got term life insurance, one of the best decisions I made. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash manliness. That's meetfabric.com slash manliness. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash manliness. 
Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. And now back to the show. When you take this assessment, can you end up being labeled as more than one color? Yeah, thank you. Here's the truth. You have a driving core motive. But like in my situation, when I take it, I am 43 out of 45 yellow. I have to go yellow, to be honest. But when I can't answer the yellow, I'm red. So obviously, I'm a stronger yellow than a yellow who's yellow with white. And yellow with white is more likable and less focused and driven. So your secondary color would definitely impact you positive and or negative. And then if you have all the equal, like like if you're 12, 15, 14, 12, for example, you'd be white. At the end of the day, your driving core is still lack of conflict, peace. But you have dimensions of each of them in you. It's interesting. A lot of people say to me, well, doesn't everybody have everything in them? And I'm like, no, they don't necessarily have that. But you can actually develop all the traits of all the colors. Yeah, we'll talk about that here in a bit, this idea of becoming charactered. Yeah, for me, it's interesting. So I'm all whenever I take the assessment, I've done it multiple times. Different times, like it's always blue. Like that's hard blue, but that's, that's the core. core. But then the yep. thing that can kind of switch a little back and forth is my secondary color. Sometimes it shows up more strongly as red and sometimes white. And I'm wondering if it's because maybe your secondary color uh, it seems like it can be more influenced by you know your nurturing that you got when you were growing up. Yeah, but then also like you know particular circumstances you're in during in a during different phases of your life, like a close relationship you might have can bring out more of one of the other colors, like you know their influence does, or you might get in a situation that brings out a certain color to the fore, like you know you're in a situation that requires you to be more of a red, so your core stays the same but you have to do more red things and that shifts your secondary color to red. Great insight. Yep. You developed that. Right. That's exactly right. I mean, I remember, for example, I was traveling so much in the world and I was so not assertive and I had to develop that trait or I was never going to get a room in these places that I would go. And so I developed the red trait of assertion and that was not me growing up at all. So yeah, you can actually, but that's still secondary. It's not my core. Right. And you talk about some of these combinations they work better than others. Uh, I think you said the most difficult one to have is blue, red, or red, blue. You know, they're my favorite people, honestly. I'm, they're everything I'm not, but I love these people. They're so real and they're so genuine and their battle is so real. They fight in their head. Blue with red is even the hardest because they'll do these negative red traits and then they'll feel apologetic and bad about it, but there's nothing they can't do but they fight with themselves all the time. So, and even in a combination of uh, two people, red, blue is a very common marriage, but they, they will struggle. There's no question because the reality is they both want control and they both make good points as to why they should be in control. So I would say that's probably a more difficult one. I have a lot, lots of clients through the years that are red and blue, just trying to figure each other out, how to navigate each other. So a red, blue relationship can be difficult. How do some of the other colors combine in relationships? The easier ones are like red, white, you know, and blue, yellow. They, they're an easier blend. Whites and yellows are not a common blend in marriage. It's there's lacking leadership typically. And typically in that scenario, the yellow will turn more red and be more of a leader in that relationship. But, but every color can marry well with any color. That's so important people understand. You're not limited by saying, well, I can't marry you because you are a yellow 
or a white. That's bad for me. That's not healthy at all to have that mindset. Right. So you don't, when you're thinking about popping the question, you want to say, I need you to take this Hartman personality test. <laughs> and if it's, if, if I'm a blue and it turns out you're red, it's off. No dice. We're not going any further. No, no. You know what's sad about that, Brad? I don't ever want someone to think that I believe that means it's not a good relationship. What I wish people knew was, okay, so if I'd marry you, these are realities we will have. That's all. Just know what you're going to deal with. And I, I think all of us have to overlook things in relationships anyway, right? So you can then decide better, oh, you know what? I get that now, but I still want who you are and what you are for me in my life. And, and, or, and or I don't, right? Blue-blue relationships work really well. I'm in a blue-blue marriage. And blue-yellow get along really well, you said? Yes, because the blue is very sincere and very genuine, but the yellow brings that kind of playful, lighter part, and the yellow is less responsible, so the blue is more like, no, more, no hey, we need to put this uh, boundary around this. So, yeah, they do pretty well that way, yeah. What about reds? What was the ones that they connected best with in a relationship? Reds do really well with whites. Like, they're so, here's the difference. Like, blues and yellows are emotion-based, right? And reds and whites are both logic-based. And so, and I still think about this time where I was doing a retreat down in Mexico, and this white woman who was just absolutely a wonderful human being, gentle and easy. And this red man said to her, why did you marry your red husband? And she goes, I wanted someone to tell me what to do. <laughs> and this man adored her. Like they had built this incredible relationship together. And I, and I love red white because whites are not ego based and reds are typically. So what you find is they are, they're more compatible. They understand the intellect behind each other. It's less emotional but deeply caring. What about yellows and reds? Do they get along? Yeah, actually they can do very well together. They're actually more feisty. If you're yellow and red together, they're more feisty with each other. So if they're healthy, it can be a really exciting blend. But if they're not healthy, like the red will say, you're too irresponsible for me. I can't respect you. Or the yellow will say, you're just too mean-spirited. You're not fun. That's the negative side of that dimension. But when they're healthy, it can be a very positive, not a lot of baggage. They kind of move on pretty freely. So yeah, I like this idea. I want to dig into this idea of healthy and unhealthy. You talk about that in the book. Part of developing your personality or kind of harnessing it is you want to harness the good things about it and kind of mitigate the negatives. Correct. And that's like a healthy. Unhealthy is where you're just letting the negative take control of your Correct. life. And then there's another one you mentioned that was, it's like, where it's like just disordered. Yeah, the, the sicko. Yeah. What's a sicko? Like, what do they look like? Well, the sicko literally lives their life in the negatives of other colors that isn't even them. Mm. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, but they do actually develop those traits or they, uh, for survival, they go there. It'd be like me as a yellow being critical. Like who wants to have fun with me when I'm critical all the time? That's not going to happen. Right. Or like a blue who really wants to connect, but they're so passive. They don't ever say anything. They have this negative passivity about them that doesn't breed them what they want or a, a red that is not productive, like they're lazy. It, it's just, it's uninviting of your core. So people that are sicko, they literally put out for the universe the reasons not to connect with them and be successful. Right. And they probably feel a lot of discongruency in their life because they're not. It's so true. Yeah. It's so real. Yeah. And they can't figure out what it is, but it's them creating it. A lot of the people you had as patients as a therapist, like that had the biggest problems, were they, were they that sicko type, that disordered type? Yeah, they have the, the incongruence they, and hard, hard to own it. They have a really hard time owning what's going on with them as to why they're creating the world or they're creating. That's the, the essence of good therapy is helping somebody see what role are you playing? 
in your life. Okay. So understanding your personality and your driving motive, that can help you embrace the good that you have and, and feel that congruency where you're just feeling like I'm, I'm living the life I need to live. And yes, there are negatives, there's downsides to that, but you can, you can mitigate that and just harness those positives. And one of the things I, I mean, that's useful too. I think that's really uh, helpful for understanding yourself and trying to figure out, well, should I take this job or how can I do my job in a different way? Or how can I show up better as a parent or as a husband or in my you know, church or whatever? But right. I think one of the really powerful things about the color code is just, it helps, it's helped me like relate to people better. Right. Cause like so good. you can yep. kind of, I mean, once you read this stuff and kind of see like the, what the strengths and weaknesses are of the different personality, you can see your friends and your, the people you interact with, and you're not going to be able to do like a full on assessment, but you're kind of able to see like, well, they're, they're, it looks like they might be this, like they might be a That's blue. Right. That's um, right. And so I'm able to relate with them in a, in a way that, that brings out the best in them. That makes me happy. That's exactly the point that I wrote it for. Yeah you know, see who you are and then forget people being who they are. Right. Cause I, I think I, I, we were talking about this earlier before we started this conversation. Um, I think oftentimes whenever we, I mean, I think cognitively people understand or know that other people don't see the world as they do, but then when right. we actually interact with people, we get really frustrated that they don't do the things or see the world that we do. And then we, we, what ends up happening is we attribute that to some sort of moral failure. Right. right. So it's like, right. like a blue, you know, they're really about loyalty and, you know, sticking to commitments. And so yep. if you make a, a commitment with your yellow friend and then your yellow right. friend, you know, they flake out because something else came up and they just forgot right. it. And it, you'd say, man, that yellow friend is just a terrible person and they're bad and blah, blah, yes. blah. But actually once you have this color coded idea, it's like, no, it's not that they're bad. It's just that that's just how they, that's how they do things. Yeah. And you know, what's sad about that too, Brett, is that say, say that's you, for example, you're blue and you have this yellow friend that you really enjoy. Like they, they color your life in a positive way, but they're a flake. So you would, if say you go, you know what, they're a bad person. I don't want them in my life anymore. And you cut them out. You actually cut yourself out of a very life enhancing kind of relationship. So it, it really is sad when people can't give people a little bit of space and accept them as for what they are and then appreciate their strengths, what they play to. Right. Instead of what's negative about them. Right. And so, yeah, you start seeing that people are, they're doing the thing that's the most rewarding to them. And like, these right. aren't moral differences. They're just like personality that. differences. Well, it's really kind of cool, especially for you as a blue to say that. Like, it's so cool when a blue steps off that chair at moral superiority. Yeah. And that's cool. That's impressive. It's it's helpful. It is really helpful. And I think also it's been helpful. It's, it's made, okay, here's my blue coming in. It's made me more yeah. skeptical of advice, like life advice that's given, but like in yeah. a good way, right? Because like you'll hear these, you'll read these articles. We put these articles out and you'll read these articles saying, well, you'll be happiest if you do X. Yeah. Uh, and then you have all this research that say, you know, people are happiest when they do X, Y, Z. Right. But people's individual advice is based on their personal experiences and like what they find most rewarding. And like yep. research studies, those are based on averages. Yep, you're right. So you're right. you might read this thing, well, if I do X, I'll be happy. But like, if you're a, white or red or whatever, it might actually not make you happy. It's not the same at all. Like if you force somebody into something believing that will make them happy and that's not really what's going to make them happy, they're miserable and wondering why. Right. But if you knew yourself, you'd say, you know, what really makes me happy, for example, is being alone with my dog in the mountains. That's really what I want. Well, you shouldn't want that. You should want to be with somebody. Well, therefore, we're making it impossible for them to do what really does bring them happiness. Right. So like one thing, I like you, you hear these studies that you can't trust your first impression. 
And that might be true for yellows. Yellows are very like, they're just open to people and like, Hey, you're, you're a person. I like talking to you and I'm going to be best friends. Yep. And then you know, come to find out like that person might be a sociopath or whatever. Right. That's exactly right. But a, a blue, like that's not true for blue. Like usually when blue no. has a first impression of something or somebody, yep. it's usually true. You know, what's so irritating about that, by the way, my wife and I will go places and she'll say, not so sure about that guy. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You hardly know him. How can you make that comment? And sure enough, it comes out that she's right. Like, I don't have that gift of just intuition that you guys have. Pretty impressive to me. But on the other hand, in the defense of the yellow who's naive, they land on their feet. Like somehow they bounce and they move on. So it doesn't scathe them the same way it would being someone else being disloyal, like to a blue. Right. So everybody has a different gift for how they get through life is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like another one I've seen is there's studies that show that you get more pleasure planning a vacation than in taking a vacation. And like, <laughs> that's probably going to be true for reds. Reds will probably love planning that vacation or even blues. Blues might love planning a vacation. That's not going to be on. not going to be true for yellows. Like they actually just want to go on the vacation. in a lifetime. No, no. If it's, I love that example because I just had someone tell me that their father-in-law plans the best trips in the world. But the minute they're there, he's bored to tears. And I'm like, what is the point if you're not going to enjoy it when you're there? So you're right about that. Every color sees it differently. That's right. Yeah. Like I've seen that also just with just our friends, you know, my wife and I, we love to plan things. Yeah. And then you sometimes get reasons like, why, why isn't this person planning anything? But it's like, well, no, they, that's not what they like to do. They just like to show up and have a good time. So just appreciate that. Cause now you have somebody that can have a good time doing the thing you planned. And honestly, they wouldn't do a good job of planning for you. I promise you, you and your wife would go, why would they have planned this? My wife and I took 18 of us from our family just to Peru. My wife planned this amazing trip for all of us to do. I could never have done that in a million years. But appreciating what she put together and then I was, you know, fun when we're there. Like, let's go do this. Let's try that. It's a great combination, but you should appreciate the gifts other people bring. Like, I appreciate the depth of what she provides that I would not have provided on my own. Okay. So understanding your personality can help you get the most out of life, maybe figure out how to intake or use advice that you see out there that so it lines up with you. And then right. also help you relate to others and also give people a bit of more grace, we'll say. Yes. All right. Yes. Good word. So you have this idea of becoming character that goes beyond just developing your positive personality traits. What does it mean to become charactered? So character is any positive trait you pick up in life and develop that is not naturally yours. So if you look at the, the color code and you have certain traits of you that are natural and then traits you don't really have at all, like I said, working on being thoughtful for me. Well, okay, what, how did that enhance my life by putting that into my life? It enriched my relationships with people. It disciplined me instead of living in the moment to take a minute and appreciate what someone had done and send a note to them. I mean, I went on every level by doing that and it forced me to be a better person in the process. Gotcha. Do you have like a suggested way to go about this? I guess it sounds like you need to have, you need to develop your innate personality first before you try becoming charactered. That's correct. You start by loving who you are. Start by valuing and accepting your core. That's you. And then what you do is I, I have this theory idea tied, tied around a coach and a mentor. Like you pick two to three words you really would like to work on and develop. And then once you've done that, then you, you decide, you know, who does that really well? Pick, pick one to focus on, for example. Who is a good mentor that actually does that? Like say, say you're not really good at living in the moment and you have a yellow friend who's phenomenal at enjoying when they're doing whatever they're doing. They love it in the moment. 
okay, I'm going to use that person as a model for what I want to develop into. But that person can't show you or teach you how to do it because they just do it. So then you need a coach. And the coach would be perhaps a blue, for example, that used to be stuck in planning and not living in the moment. And so they developed the skill of living in the moment. They, they know the steps they went through, things they had to give away to do that. And then you ask that person to give you clues on what might help you shift your perspective, change your mindset. And so the coach gets you down the road and the mentor is this example of what you want to look like when you're done. And you give it six months, like give it time to actually percolate and happen and slips and slides and it's not easy. And then just feel the relish the joy when someone says to you, oh my gosh, you are such a great listener. And you're going, that's exactly what I'm working on. No one knew that. And what it meant to me at the end of the day when I heard those, those words so that's the that's the process right. of becoming more character. I, it sounds like this could be useful in in your work, right? You might be a blue, and you might thrive at your job be, with yep. using your blue attributes or a red attribute or whatever it is you are. But then right. you might reach a point in your career, or there's certain situations with your work where you need to be more of a yellow. Yeah. Yeah. And so you have to start trying to be a little bit more outgoing and extroverted. Correct. It's going to be hard. Yeah. But you you do it because you want to be a better person overall. Right. Right. And you know what's funny about that, Brett? People that are yellow will notice what you're doing and appreciate you even more. When you try and take on the trait of a person, those people of that color really appreciate your effort and they actually invite you in and, and respect you more. Right. So you need, you need to know it only enhances your relationships with other people, plus you're becoming a better person at the same time. Gotcha. Yeah, I've noticed that with me. So I'm a blue, and I think blues tend to be more introverted. Um, yeah, they do. And more- it, yeah. introspective. Yeah. Introspective. And I'm not, I'm not shy. Like I'm not, I don't have social anxiety, but like, I just prefer mm-hmm. to be with like small groups of people right. or by myself. Right. But I know that, you know, if I really want to get the most out of life, I have to expand my social circle and just be more of a yellow. And so, yeah, I'll find, I'll try to find opportunities to put myself out there and like just interact with people I've never talked to before. And, and it's, it's, it's exhausting. Like after I go to like a party and I'm just <laughs> mingling with all these people and doing the small talk, yes. like, it doesn't come easy to me. I'm actually having yeah. to exert myself like physically. Great. and mentally and I'm tired after it. Yeah. And then I have to recharge. Right. But I do it. Like, right. it it's made my life better. God, that's great. No, it's so true. It, look at the, again, the motive. So the motive for you not doing that would be fear-based. The motive for you doing that is love-based. Right. Like you're actually, the motive behind why you're stretching is very positive, proactive, love-based. And that's why it works, right? If people stay stuck in their own color saying, you know what, I'm a yellow. It doesn't matter if I blow you off or not. I'm still a happy person. That is so fear-based. I don't want to be accountable. I don't want to grow. I don't want to take responsibility. So that's fear-based. Whereas the love-based is, I want to enhance the relationship people have with me. So that's what you're doing, exactly right. what you're doing. You got to play to win, not to not to lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. And yep, I guess if you're right. red, uh, that being charactered might be like, well, I'm going to just be more like a white, kind of just go with the flow in this situation. You know, I will tell you something. Reds have such gifts of leadership that if they could just see that by being more caring and more like listening better than in asserting themselves, they could lead people so much more successfully than they may be. It's just that they're adding gifts of depth and caring that they may not think is necessary. In fact, I say to people, when you add to your traits things you don't need yourself, that's a genuine character. Like you don't need someone to notice you or praise you, but you're able to praise someone else. That's really a step beyond. 
Yeah, I like that. Well, is there anything else we haven't hit on with the Hartman personality profile that you really are passionate about that you want people to know? I, I think the essence of it is people are really good people. Like there's so much right with us as opposed to what's wrong. You should not focus on the negative and what's bad, but also realize that if you want to die better than you were born, you've got to take apart some of the stuff that's keeping you from being your best self. That really is the joy of becoming a better human being. That's what I want them to know. And this is a tool that works. I mean, I promise you, it works. No, we we love talking about the people code in our family and with our friends. That's cool. There's always, you know, we'll have an interaction like, well, that person was, that was a yellow. Or that was a white. Yes. And uh, it, it's fun. Yep. But again, you do it in a way where you're not trying to put them in a box, right? But it's just, right. it helps you figure no. out how you can relate better with them. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Well, Taylor, it's been a great conversation. Where can people go to learn more about your work? The best thing they can do is go to taylorhartman.com. So it's taylorhartman.com. Click on Take the Profile, and I'm giving your listeners a 30% off for the Hartman Color Code Profile and for any Hartman gift cards. So if they go to taylorhartman.com and click on Take the Profile and then use the AOM30. AOM30, okay. AOM30. We'll be sure to put that in the show notes as well. Enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to have you on board. And you got your books too, The People Code and then The Character Code yeah, as well. And actually, just so you know, just literally this week, it launched The Audible. So oh, people great. can listen if they want from Amazon. Well, Taylor Hartman, thanks for your time. It's been a pleasure. It's been a real pleasure, Brett. Thanks for you. Bye now. My guest today was Dr. Taylor Hartman. He's the author of the book, The People Code. It's available on amazon.com. And if you're interested in taking the color code assessment, it's included in the People Code book, or you can take it online on Taylor's website, taylorhartman.com. Be sure to use code AOM30 for that discount. And when you've done taking it, if you're on Twitter, make sure to tweet us. Let us know what your color is. Love to see that. And also check out our show notes at aom.is slash color code. We can find links to resources. We can delve deeper into this topic. Well, that wraps up another edition of the AOM podcast. Make sure to check out our website at artofmanliness.com where you find our podcast archives as well as thousands of articles that we've written over the years about pretty much anything you can think of. And if you haven't done so already, I'd appreciate it if you take one minute to give us a review on Apple Podcast or Spotify. It helps out a lot. And if you've done that already, thank you. Please consider sharing the show with a friend or family member who you think we get something out of it. As always, thank you for the continued support. And until next time, this is Brett McKay reminding you to try to listen to the AOM podcast, but put what you've heard into action. Start your electric journey right here, right now. With a Volvo XC90 Recharge, our plug-in hybrid SUV with extended range. For more everyday electric journeys on a single charge with a hybrid option for longer adventures. Contact your local retailer to book a test drive or design your own vehicle at volvocars.com US. The Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-in Hybrid. The electric car with a backup plan. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.